Hello, and welcome to another edition of Heart to Art, a podcast designed to get to the heart of the art teachers. I'm your host, Dave Tarzan. On this week's episode, I have Katie Elaine, a 2019 winner of Artsonia's Arts Education Leadership Award. I just completed my second year at Shenandoah. Um, like I said, I work at Shadokan Elementary School, but this past year and this upcoming year, I'll also be working at another school on campus called Scano. And it's just been phenomenal. It's been great working with a big art department at the elementary level. So instead of doing, you know, all of the curriculum planning by myself and all of, you know, you know, kind of organizing what, what the students' needs are for the entire district, I'm working with seven or other art teachers to collaborate and come up with, you know, what do all of the students really need and how are we gonna shape our planning and our programming to meet the needs of all the students for the whole district. She's a New York State Teacher of the Year and winner of the 2020 PTA Honorary Life Award. Here she takes us with her during her brief return to her classroom after two months gone. I had a day where I was able to access my classroom during the shutdown and we were allowed a little bit of time to kind of go in and gather some things for virtual learning to continue instruction from home. And I just, walking into my classroom was like walking into a moment frozen in time. It was very eerie. We'll continue that journey in a moment. But first, I wanna let you know, our shop, Artsonia shop, is open all summer long. We will continue to help you raise money for your art programs throughout the entire summer. Fundraising never stops here at Artsonia. So a couple of things coming up real fast. Uh, one, the customizable face masks are selling like crazy. They're still on sale through June 30th. That's a couple more days through Tuesday. And then the second thing, Christmas in July is coming up in a couple of weeks. And then finally, uh, this is the time of year when Artsonia searches for teachers that still haven't found Artsonia. And I really can't tell you how good it feels when we finally reach a teacher. You know, um, in our last podcast, uh, Kelsey Quicksall talked about when she finally did take that plunge. So um, hopefully you can listen to that episode. Today, I have a teacher that's more than doubled her per student funding simply by using Artsonia effectively. We'll get to that in a bit. But for now, I had asked Katie about a project she'd uploaded to Artsonia in the middle of May when most uh, other teachers had almost stopped completely uploading because of the coronavirus. All my posters and visuals and my notes and instructions up on the board, there were paint palettes covered on the back counters and brushes soaking in the sink. And then in my class drawers were all of my unfinished projects. So what I did is I went through every grade's class drawer and I grabbed every project and I brought them home and anything that looked close enough to finish, I photographed and uploaded before distributing it back to the students at the end of the year. So I really wanted to make sure that, you know, even though they didn't, they'd get it in their portfolios, they'd get the work back, that they'd have that visual record that could stay for an extended period of time because we know the portfolios are a permanent thing. You know, they're not going away. They continue year to year. So I thought it was important to, to maintain that. How cool is that? So I'll bet it's kind of hard 
for the art teachers when they uh, couldn't come back to the classroom and had to figure out what to do from home through remote learning. Um, Katie found something to do. Um, I was taking a look at your Instagram page just a few minutes ago. And, mm -hmm. um, one of the things that I kept seeing is the stacks of rocks. <laughs> what's what's yeah. that? What's that, that about? That was a popular um, art prompt for virtual learning when we were all home and trying to keep kids engaged and trying to think about, okay, kids don't have paints. They might not have markers or crayons. What can they create with? So one of the prompts that I gave them was to create basically land art, stacking rocks, going out in nature, kind of collecting rocks and creating their own balanced stacks that they could photograph and send me some pictures, pictures of. And then I shared those pictures out on my Instagram page as well. Okay, let's find out a little bit about Katie. Are you an artist? I would consider myself an artist. I'm always dabbling in things. It's taken me a while to kind of and going back, I am the mother of two daughters. I have um, a seven-year-old and a four-year-old. It's taken me a while to find time and make time for myself to be an artist. When I was in college, I studied drawing and painting and I was doing massive, I mean, eight foot by eight foot oil paintings, um, abstract paintings. And when I finished college, I didn't have a studio space anymore and I kind of adapted a space in my home where I could do large oil paintings. But once I had children, I'm just kind of realizing how much time it takes up and space it takes up. And for a while, I kind of had a, a dead spot where I was not making anything. Mm -hmm. And that really frustrated me because as an artist, you kind of lose your voice a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I found that anytime I was thinking of anything creative, I was imagining kids lessons or kids projects, uh -huh. which was great, <laughs> but that's, which is really great. But as an elementary art teacher, I mean, it can get you kind of stuck to be only thinking about what kids can create. Mm -hmm. yes, so yes. actually inspired by a few of my art teacher peers that I um, have become friends with over the years on social media and Instagram, I was inspired to just do more daily painting. So I do now try as much as I can, whether it's every day or every couple of days to spend some time. I've bought some paints, I've got some brushes. And I've been spending a lot more time this past year, especially making time and carving out time to create for myself. And it's been really, really great. I asked Katie to talk about her inspiration and mentors. Oh, gosh, uh, so many. It's hard. To, it's hard to even say. I've connected with so many art teachers over the years on Instagram and social media. I definitely have made um, really true friendships over the years. Um, some people that inspire me, you probably obviously know Susan, you just talk, talked with her for your uh, recent podcast, but yeah, another I art teacher. I had no idea you guys knew each other, so yes, this is great. We, met, this is we great. actually met in New York City at the uh, NAEI conference for the first time three years ago, but we had connected over um, social media before that, and she spends some of her summers up in Saratoga Springs, which is just north of me. And we both like to go to the Cape and got some things in common. She's a great, great teacher, great woman. Another art teacher who I just adore, who I consider to be like my art mom is Laura Lee Chambers. I'm not sure if you're familiar with her. She is a fabulous teacher. Um, her handle on Instagram is two.artchambers. And she's uh, downstate New York, Westchester area and she is just a phenomenal teacher she's been in it forever and 
I mean, the amount of time she spent teaching, she's got so much experience. She's inspiring the stuff that she gets her kids to do. And she's got, I think, almost like 900 to 1,000 students. Um, she is very inspiring and she has been definitely a mentor to me. Um, behind the scenes, we talk a lot, we'll communicate a lot. I've made a lot of friends. Tasha Newton, who you spoke with recently too. Mm -hmm. We're in a brunch chat group on Instagram and we'll get together and we'll do, we'll just paint and Zoom for a couple hours on the weekends. <laughs> so it's it's been nice and it's been really motivating to have other art teachers around the country. I mean, just not even within my own district or my own state, but other art teachers who are living the same experience that you're living and have all the same understanding of what it's like to do this job and what it's like to be you know, a parent. And we can share those experiences together. And it's, it's really nice. As I've mentioned, I'm sure many times already, um, one of the goals of this podcast is to help teachers who may be struggling to make time for art, Sonia. So I asked Katie if she had any suggestions for teachers who are new to art, Sonia. Well, you guys do a lot to help teachers who are starting. I mean, you've got great tutorial videos that you could lead anyone through the process of setting up your accounts and building your rosters. So there's a lot on your end that you've already done to make it easier for teachers. Um, I think something that really helps is just having someone advocate and help you understand the benefits of using it. And that although it is an additional thing, an additional, you know, task. Task, yeah, essentially another task that you have to do, um, that there are so many benefits to doing it. And then she talked about why she made the decision to try Art Sonia. I'd seen other art teachers, I don't know if it was through Facebook or Instagram, but I'd seen other art teachers sharing about Art Sonia, and I just thought this sounds like such a great way to document and share work with families, and that's when I started using their program. Um, I started small at first and just kind of published a few works here and there. And then I realized after the feedback from families and the feedback from the kids and the fundraising that I really wanted to go hard with it. And I started making sure that every time, you know, kids completed work that I was publishing everything. And it's actually served as a great way to kind of track data for me and see when kids are finishing projects. So that was really awesome. So she went in with expectations. What did she find when she got there? The number one benefit for me that I initially started using it for was I wanted a way to connect the families because I don't send my artwork home typically until the end of the school year after all of the spring art shows and we've received everything back from all of, you know, local regional art shows. We keep our art at school all year. So we're creating and creating and creating and nothing's going home. And as a parent, I can imagine that's got to be tremendously frustrating. What did you do in art class today? Well, we did this. Well, where is it? <laughs> it's at school. So I wanted a way to share um, work with families. And that's been the number one thing that has been just tremendous over the years is that families are now so connected. They know what their kids are creating. They're involved on the process. I'm able to share a description of the projects and the kids are able to talk about what they did when their families are you know, observing the work with them over a screen or a phone or a computer. So parents are involved. Um, the other thing that I didn't expect that would be so beneficial is that Artsonia is like my number one way of tracking data, data for students. I 
have all of my rosters there. I know what students are in what classes. I see when a project has been published, I know who hasn't completed a project because it'll show up on my missing project report. It just makes it so, so beneficial for me when I need to go back and find information on a student or a project. It's tremendously helpful for grading. I can pull up a student's pro um, whole portfolio and I can see the progress that they've made over the year from September to June. Um, it's really great. One thing I notice when I talk to teachers who have used Artsonia is that they talk about the profound impacts it has on the students and their organization and their community. And the last thing they bring up is fundraising. Like, oh yeah, I almost forgot. It's a permanent fundraiser for your art program. In my former district, before I came to Shenandoah, I had a moderate budget. It was not a lot. It worked out to be like a dollar twenty-seven per student for the year um, annual budget, and it was getting cut back year after year. Mm -hmm. I was able to more than double my annual budget the first year I used Artsonia, and to be able to use those resources to get things from you know art distributors like Dick Blick, and I was able to use um, Amazon funds, and I was able to help with my NAEA membership. The fundraising is incredible. I was able to build that program from the ground up basically because when I came into that classroom, we had crayons and colored pencils and a lot of dust balls. Just <laughs> nothing. There was nothing. There was nothing there. So we were able to get some really awesome art supplies, things that I would never, never be able to afford on a, a regular basic art teacher budget, like specialty supplies, consumables, storage for my classroom. Just incredible things. Technology. I bought a whole class set of light pads one year and the kids were just amazed because it was something they'd never seen before. It was fascinating to them and they were so thrilled to know that, you know, just by their parents buying a mouse pad for work or a t-shirt for grandma, that they were able to really get those funds straight back into our art program and they could see the benefits of it right before their eyes and they were able to work with those supplies. And it's continuing to be that way. Even now that schools are closed, each day I'll log into my Artsonia account. I'll check and see if I have new, um, new comments on student artwork. I'll check and see if I have messages from parents. And I see the funds go up every day. And every day my, my budget is increasing despite the fact that my school budget has been frozen since March. So there's funds being put into our program, whereas otherwise we have no spending money right now, which is really incredible. How about that? More than double their budget per student. One of the latest things we've done with the website was to optimize the slideshow feature and essentially because of the coronavirus. It's now called Art Show on the website. And this allows you to curate a collection of art and present it to the public in just a couple of clicks. I did, as soon as I saw that, I was like, this is definitely something I need to do because I had been going back and, and forth in my mind about how do I showcase work for everybody? And the process was so simple just to go in and select a piece of work from every student. And you gave so many different um, scenarios for, do you wanna select mul multiple pieces? I just chose one artwork per student um, so that my one, my homeschool has um, almost probably, well, I guess 88% of the kids yep. <laughs> on that, the ones who were set to public. And then my other school, Scano, where I teach just one class, I was able um, 
to do that much simpler. And I was able to select multiple works of art for each student. And I only had one student in that class who didn't have parent permission granted. And as soon as I was setting up that show, I reached out to the parent and I said, look, I'd love to have your son involved. If you grant access, I can include his art in the show. And within two minutes of sending the email, I had the parent permission granted and was able to- 100%. 100%, so that was really great. Such a great way to end a summer. So what about next year? Oh, I like to try to get as much set up as I can early on so that once things start rolling with the academic side of things and the work side of things that it doesn't become overwhelming. So when I have the free time, I'll go through, I'll update my rosters. I already have all my students in there. Um, my only changes would be my new first grade students who would be moving up that I didn't have the previous year. So I would upload well, basically, I'd go through my um, information systems that my school district offers and type in my students' names, their grade, group them by teacher. And then another thing I do right do away. You, do, I'm sorry. Do you uh, uh, enter enter the uh, the students by hand one at a time? I do. Yes. Oh, okay. So you don't use the. Yeah. You guys make it easy for teachers, I know. Yeah, we can just, we'll, we'll take an Excel spreadsheet and load There's it up in your Ostro like one. Do myself. I don't know. I'm a you and monster. Susan. <laughs> that control. Uh, it's just, I think it's easier for me and it doesn't take that long. I have, you know, four new sections of first grade, so less than 100 kids and it, it goes quick. I can imagine it's a great way to familiarize yourself with your new students before they reach your classroom. Love it. A great talk. Great teacher. Thank you, Katie, for the visit. And if you want to find out more about Katie, you can find her Instagram page at Mrs. Elaine Art. That's Mrs. That's M-R-S-A-L-L-A-I-N-A-R-T. This is Elaine Art. Hashtag Sharks Make Art. With Katie's help, hopefully we can reach a few more teachers. Thanks for tuning in to Heart to Art. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and tell your friends. Heart to Art is produced by Artsonia, the world's largest museum for kids' art. With almost 80 million pieces of art featured on our website, we have raised over $10 million for children's arts education. Our mission is to bring communities together to celebrate children's artistic expressions. Until next week, keep on creating. Bye now.